0: Welcome back to By The Basics. Today, the topic is labels. I'll be getting into the pros and cons of using labels to describe your sexuality, and get into some representation in film and cover a song that I really like that pertains to bi-pan-queer sexualities by bi-pan-queer artists. Okay, stay tuned, and yeah, hope you enjoy. On this By Selection segment, I want to talk about the song Till I Found You by Joseph Salvat uh, off his studio album Night Swim. The song came out in 2015, or I guess worldwide in 2016, and essentially the song goes through kind of this emotional path of trying to discover who you are. So trying to fit in with other people, and eventually finding someone. And this could be applied to probably more people, just finding where you belong. And so so essentially, the verses and the pre-chorus go through this tumultuous emotional process, and then the chorus is kind of more relaxed. Um, so it's a really great song. Joseph Salvat's a really great artist. I love most of his stuff. And he identifies as having an alternative sexuality. Um, There's a really great interview with him on Vice from 2016. And then he recently released an album and had another good interview for Attitude or Out.com, kind of discussing the complexities of his sexuality, if that's something you want to look into. But the song in the first verse says, I've done things I'm not proud of, dark things to fit into a crowd. So this kind of goes on to the aspect of labels that we were talking about today. Oftentimes, feeling like you have to fit in when you use this label, or you hear of a label and you're like, okay, that has to be me. So like, when I first started dating guys, oh, I have to be yay. And then you kind of like do things because it doesn't really fit. And you're usually not really proud of those times when you're trying to change who you are just to fit in with somebody else. And then further into the first verse, he says, in a jungle like this, you can't ever know if you're a lamb or lion or both. So this is interesting too, because it's talking about whether you're the innocent one or you're the aggressor, or maybe you're both in exploring your identity. But saying or both, fits that you're not meeting the expectations of either label, and whatever gets you through is okay, Um, because the next line is whatever gets you through. And then in the pre-chorus, he says, I spent my life wandering through the wilderness, playing whatever role I had to play, crumbling under the weights of expectation, doomed to watch my youth slip away. So in search of finding a label that fits other people's expectations or allows you to clarify yourself towards other people kind of causes you to go into a negative headspace and maybe regret some things. And kind of the song is delving into that, trying to fit into this larger society, but you yourself as this individual. And then he sings about meeting somebody when he kind of gets away from this tumultuous thought process or mental state. And I just think it's a really great song from a really great artist and something that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I hope you go check him out. He has other great songs like Open Season, Modern Anxiety, In the Afternoon is one of my favorites, and Paper Moons. And he just put out some more stuff. So yep, go check it out and yeah so now we're getting into the meat of the episode to label or not to label i think when it comes to having sexuality that isn't monosexual it's tough to decide whether you should box yourself in or just kind of see how it goes I totally get that using words to describe something so complex, so so constantly changing, or something that just doesn't feel like the English language can quite capture your emotions completely, can be tough. Also, labels come with a lot of politics associated with them. People will cast stereotypes onto you if you choose to identify one way, or one label might not be fully expressive of who you are based on other people's interpretations of that label. And I totally get it. I think it took me a while to fully process why I was using bisexual as a label, and it also took some time to just comprehend how complex this human experience is. So to start, I would like to just kind of define some of the labels that are often used to describe non-monosexual identities. So for the term bisexual, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, they define bisexual as of relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to people of one same sex or of the opposite sex. Also, Uh, of referring to or characterized by sexual romantic attraction to people of one's own gender identity or of other gender identities. And so this definition has definitely changed over time, um, thanks to Robin Oakes, uh, who is a bisexual activist. And so I've actually had to defend using this label um, to people because they'll tell me that Um, pansexual sounds more like how I interpret bisexuality. Just to clarify, the second part of bisexual that I feel more connected with is characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to people of one's own gender identity and of other gender identities, Uh, meaning that I'm kind of open um, and attracted to everyone. And then pansexual definition of relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction is not limited to people or a particular gender identity or sexual orientation. So this means that pansexual people, which is something that I also feel like I could fit into, kind of don't limit themselves. They're open to a person. I think in the media, I often see celebrities define it as being attracted to somebody's soul or their personality, um, more so than their physical features. And I saw this Instagram post a while back that kind of described bisexuality as having a component of gender play a factor into your attractions to somebody, and pansexual, pansexuality being more so gender doesn't really influence um, your attraction to somebody. So for me, I definitely feel that gender does influence the types of attractions that I have and how they kind of play out. Being somebody that was bullied for kind of how they presented um, as a man, gender definitely plays a big role in my life, whether I like it or not. So I think it has influenced how I view my attractions and kind of shaped how I navigate through the world. So bisexuality having this gender component to my attraction definitely resonates with me. Maybe it doesn't resonate with you, but uh, again, just sharing how I feel. And I thought this was interesting just kind of to distinguish the two different labels, um, because oftentimes people don't necessarily know which label to pick, or they think one is better than the other, or as we've seen in the media play out, in big mouth, but I'll discuss that later in the episode. I think also these labels can be ever changing. As we learn more about gender and sexuality, we notice how societal constructs influence individuals and their attractions. So like I said, gender has been very prevalent in my life and it does play a role in how I see myself, how I view my attractions with others, what makes some somebody attracted to me. And on top of the two main labels of bisexual and pansexual, oftentimes people of this non-monosexual category use just the word queer because this applies to gender, their gender expression, their sexual orientation, and kind of an all-inclusive term that is, you know, taking back a harmful slur that used to be used. And going on top of last episode, I talked about people maybe not feeling queer enough. Some identities that help uh, fill in this spectrum of sexuality might be mostly straight or mostly gay, heteroflexible, homoflexible, and those are very valid labels as well. Many times people might just use uh, sexually fluid as they're trying to label that their sexuality changes over time or it doesn't really need a label, um, but they're attracted to certain things throughout their life. One positive or pro for using the label is just simple clarification of your, one's identity to others um, so they can determine how to you know, interact with somebody. For me, it's like, I want you to acknowledge me as a person, and I'm going to use this simple word to help get you started to understand me. And oftentimes I think everyone's done just as much research about their sexuality as I have. So sometimes that backs backfires because not everyone's as, you know, in touch with themselves or with the rhetoric being used today. Um, another positive for using a label is that it's developing a common language that can be used to help build a community. So oftentimes, our other example of queer community are gay and lesbian communities. They use these specific labels to help search for people who are like them, and they start developing common interests and a whole community forms together. They can find people that have this experience like they do, come together, talk about it, and start discussing more and more similarities to develop relationships or friendships. Being able to have a simple word to kind of define what you're feeling or just a broad category for something that might somewhat relate to your label um, is important. So you can do a quick Google search and find resources that are relevant to your situation. Also, I think for me, using uh, the bisexual label is an attachment to history and education. So there is a big movement to fight for equal rights, gay rights, queer rights in general, trans rights. And having this bisexual label can allow me to look into the past and see what things have already been learned, fought for identified as potential areas for equality and equity. So bisexuality is a label that has been used for a really long time by a large group of people, even though it's erased erased from society. And I think pansexuality as well has definitely been probably more erased um, than bisexuality. So since it's common rhetoric among larger society in the LGBTQ slogan, that was my first encounter with that word and a word that was associated with somewhat how I feel. Everybody's interpretation of bisexuality is probably specific to them, unique and different. And that's great. But me being able to type in in like Google News, like bisexual, and find an article about something that's related to something I'm going through. It's convenient, it's easy. However, there are definitely cons to using a label. So using a single word doesn't, like I've said, doesn't capture the complexity of exactly what I'm feeling. Oftentimes people think it's very simple. They wanna break it down into percentages. Like I'm 50% attracted to women, 50% attracted to men. And that's it. Like, I can never be satisfied. And that kind of feeds into a lot of stereotypes as well, because the word itself isn't quite explaining how I'm feeling. Also, people don't know the exact definitions of the word. But also putting yourself into a box is kind of like what you've been trying to fight against. Whereas with the gay and straight communities, they have their very specific labels, this very Oftentimes, portrayed binary mindset, isn't really resonates with me, and probably doesn't with uh, some of you listeners. So, yeah, it's it's tough to to find that word, and not using a word oftentimes is is much easier. But not using the word can also lead to misinterpretation from people that that don't know you, that haven't done the research. And they might just attribute to one either straight or gay or something completely different and kind of misses the mark. But that could be more so when people don't identify in major films, um, such as Call Me By Your Name, they don't use labels on sexuality. And that leads the media to just placing these characters as gay and not kind of fleshing out the full complexity of their sexuality. Another con of using a label is stereotypes associated with that label. I've heard pretty much all of them, uh, specifically bisexuality, you're insatiable, you're greedy, never, I guess I said insatiable, I was going to say never satisfied, you're 50-50, you're really just gay, or you're really just straight, all roads lead to men. And that's frustrating, so not having a label at that time is much better because then you don't have to deal with all that. And oftentimes I just don't say I have a label and I just say my life circumstance and leave it at that and let people use a word for me. And then there's misrepresentation by the media. When we distill down these complex identities into simple words, then The media thinks you can tell this complex story in such a simple way, and oftentimes you can't. So that leads to a lot of erasure and kind of putting a box onto a word that is really trying to get out of that box mindset. And so if you choose to use a label, that's great. If you choose not to, also great. I choose the label because of using bisexual, and oftentimes if I'm in a well-read queer group, I'll say, yeah, I'm bi. Um, Pan queer also works too. whichever you feel most comfortable with. I'm just trying to express that I don't have this binary attraction. Just because I'm dating a man doesn't mean I can't watch Love Island and find everyone on the cast fit so just simple things like that. Also, I use the label because it allows for context, um, just to, like I said earlier, to get people started on the right foot, so coming out awkward, you have to do it all the time, but just letting them know, hey, I'm by," that's already going to change their first impression, and allows them to kind of digest that in a simple way, but again, simplifying the experience, and I hope that they get to know me more to understand how I express and interpret that word. Also, having looking for resources to try and figure out where I fit in in this world, or am I crazy? Because that's how I felt before I came out. Using bisexual allowed me to um, look into Kinsey's research. It allowed me to read from previous people who've gone through similar experiences. And it really helped me tell myself, okay, cool, like, I'm not crazy. The attractions that I had for both genders are valid, even if they're different. They are still very strong. And I want to acknowledge who I am fully. Using that term helped me, you know, figure out more. And I'm definitely open. The more I learn, the more I look up, the more it seems to change a bit. And that's kind of normal. And I think oftentimes, I should have talked about this on the coming out episode, but we think that when you come out using a label, that's your declaration of certainty. But really, for me, when I came out, it was like, yeah, I think I'm bi. Like, I like men. I like women. I'm still trying to feel out who I'm attracted to. And that's what I told my family, and maybe to them now that word doesn't really have a finite definition, even though for some people it might. And I think also um, another reason that I use the bisexual label is to find a community. So here in Boston, there's the Bisexual Resource Center, and so I was able to go onto their website, do find a lot of readings, bi.org has a lot of readings that help provide visibility on this non-monosexual identity. And that was really helpful. And so I just feel some camaraderie with other people that use that label. And that's just how I choose to to go about it. This one time I was hanging out with uh, my friend who also identifies as bi. He had a friend over and I was explaining that I was attracted to men, women, and people who identify as non-binary. And he tried to be like, no, you're pansexual then. And I tried to explain that the definition of bisexuality is characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to people of one's gender identity and other gender identities. And he kept telling me that I was wrong. And that's just, it was so frustrating so in that context having a label was frustrating but also people constantly having to try and put a label on me to help them digest my experience because it is so hard to explain your whole experience in a short period of time you can't always do it and i try even on this podcast i like after i finish an episode i'm like oh i forgot this i forgot that life experience is long, it's complicated, but people, when they're always trying to put a label on you, it does get frustrating because you're like, I'm more than just this one word. And I think oftentimes people who are bisexual, non-monosexual, pan, queer, know that life's more than just this label. So using the label kind of feels contradictory, but in the simple sense, it allows you It can allow you, I shouldn't say it does, for me, it allows me to do these simple searches or use this simple label to find people and then delve into the complexity of this overarching term or this um, overarching just identity as a whole. And I often find that when I talk to people who use this label or a similar label, under this umbrella of non-monosexuality, oftentimes they're able to comprehend this complexity and don't necessarily simplify it. I think oftentimes straight and gay views of bisexuality are forced upon others and we have to simplify it into like percentages, but it's a lot more complicated than that. And so when people try to put a label on you, it's definitely very frustrating because they don't know you. And oftentimes for me, it causes me to second guess myself. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I just doing something incorrect? Like, did I learn something that was totally a conspiracy theory or something? And that's frustrating. It really affects my mental health and kind of caused me to like lose a part of myself when I'm searching for something else even though how I was thinking was right all along but when everyone's telling you what you're how you're behaving how you're acting is different than what you think it is then you can second guess yourself sometimes and just know that however you choose to identify or how you're feeling is is valid and don't let other people tell you how to label yourself. But consider, do the research. I read a bunch of books before I came out, after I came out, just to try and figure it all out. Have long discussions with friends who from a variety of identities. And it's been great. It's something i love to talk about. And that's why I'm doing this. So yeah, feel free to share your thoughts and opinions on labels. I know this is like a hot topic. Famous people in pop culture who are bi, non-monosexual, often don't like labeling themselves too, like Cara Delevingne's Instagram page says, stop labeling, start living. And it's right, but maybe it's not right for one individual. So oftentimes there are contradictory views on whether to label or not to label. And maybe you choose to label yourself in one setting and not in the other. Getting caught up in what label yourself is something that I struggled with and I think a lot of people struggle with. And whatever you choose at a specific time is okay and it can change throughout your life. And even some science studies show that sexuality changes over time for almost everyone. So that's it for this section. Stay tuned for a great song choice in the by selections uh, segment. And then we'll delve into a couple of different... Uh, TV shows and movies that kind of touch upon the labels, but I don't think there are great discussions around labeling complex sexual orientations in the media right now, or at least I haven't seen any. So if you have thoughts, opinions, want to have a further discussion, or know great songs or movies that touch about this topic, uh, feel free to reach out. My Twitter's in the show notes, and uh, my email's in the show notes as well. So thanks, and stay tuned for the next segment. On this episode's By Visibility segment, I want to talk about season three of Big Mouth. So Big Mouth is a very popular Netflix show that is animated about going through puberty, um, as, like, a middle schooler, and they have one character, Jay, in season two, who ends up exploring his sexuality between men and women in kind of a gross way, but the show is, like, really over the top, and definitely, um, it's like a, it's a gross show, um, but that's kind of the humor of it all, and so in season three, they introduce a new character, Allie, who's voiced by Allie Wong, who identifies as bisexual. And her character is pansexual. And I'm sure many of you have heard or read about this new story where the they really mess up the definitions of bisexuality and pansexuality. So Allie's new to the school, introduces herself as pansexual and says that she likes everybody and that bisexuality is really binary and outdated. And for many people, this was really offensive because they got the definitions wrong and they didn't really reach out to the people of this non-monosexual community in regards to how they define these labels. And I think this is a lot of discussion that a lot of people have who haven't really gone through the experience of trying to pick a label um, or find a label, and define a label for themselves. And that's why we had this whole episode. But what was great was that there was this um, response by the community to correct this. But Big Mouth never really addressed it in the show. The writers did apologize, saying that they messed up. But once season four came out, we didn't really see a lot of growth or in-depth interaction um, or in-depth character development with these non-monosexual characters. To me, they did seem kind of moved to the background. And, well, I guess in Jay explores a relationship with a woman who kind of presents as more masculine. So that was great. But again, I still feel like they could have gotten deeper into it because they, despite it being a comedy, and a ridiculous show, they do cover really difficult topics or topics that people need to talk about, and they use this humor context to do it. And just felt a little disappointed that they didn't really address that within the show itself. Um, But it just goes to show, I think this is good representation of how complicated it can be to pick a label and then have people interpret that label differently because they might not be as educated as you on the subject, and oftentimes that's why people choose not to have a label because they have to deal with people not knowing enough about sexuality or the complexity that goes behind the use of this simple word as we live in a society that tends to think once you declare your sexuality, it's very certain and it's very black and white. whereas bisexuality pansexuality are very complex and aren't really binary at all and so the use of bi makes many people think that it is exclusionary but again as we grow and learn language will most likely change and we'll hopefully find ways to express who we are and how we want people to see us the second thing I want to bring up in this segment is this movie that came out in 2018 called Giant Little Ones. And this was a really great movie. I think I like cried during it. If you find it on Instagram, there they hashtag in their bio love without labels. So solely based on that, I thought I would talk about it a little bit. And it kind of starts off with this guy whose parents get divorced because his father falls in love with another man. And so then Frankie, the main character, ends up hooking up with his best friend, Ballas, and it causes all of this commotion. And you kind of follow this character, Frankie, having to deal with the consequences of homophobia and tons of biphobia and trying to navigate feeling of same-sex attraction, but also having some resentment and feeling different than his father, who now identifies as gay. So I think trying to navigate that was really well done in this movie. Um, There's kind of a lot of silence, but the silence kind of like... Allows you to kind of project your own emotions into it, but it's also speaks volumes at the same time. And it's it's been a while since I've I've watched it, but I think it's a really great movie. It covers some topics outside of um, sexual orientation as well. And I don't want to give away too much if you go see it, but I think this is a great representation of uh, bisexuality, non monosexuality in film, and kind of just navigating through the difficulties that it can present. I think just to make people aware that there could be some triggering moments around homophobia, biphobia, and sexual assault. So just keep that in mind. But I think it, it's a great movie, and I hope you check it out. So. Thanks for tuning in to Buy the Basics, and I hope you enjoyed what I had to share today. I know it helped me work through some of this um, convoluted, complex stuff. But yeah, I hope you tune in to future episodes, and feel free to reach out if you have anything to say, or you want to see, hear me talk about something else. Okay, bye. Bye.